Thank you for tuning in to RTM Nation Online, where we believe that you will receive the abundance of peace, prosperity, security, stability, health, healing, and truth. If you would like to learn more about the ministry, click the link below. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Now let's get into the message. Amen. Aren't you guys glad to be in the house of the Lord today? Amen. I heard somebody say, Brian, you sound so traditional. Certain things you just give respect and give honor, honor is too. It's glad to be in the house of the Lord. <laughs> Amen. But it's so powerful, you know. We decided to put together these testimonies uh, for this series because, and we named them, What If News Got Out? Simply because I believe, you know, I believe that Satan tries to keep a muzzle or keep a, a blinder over the fact that God is moving in our lives. You know, I know a lot of times you may feel as though you come here week in or week out and things aren't changing, but I'm just here to let you know things are always changing. You know, people leave this sanctuary one week and it may look like they came back the same, but many of them haven't. Many of them have experienced so many things of his love, of his grace, of his mercy. And so I think and I believe and I know it's where the word tells us they overcame by the blood of the lamb and the words of his words of the testimony. And so it's so powerful that we keep those things in front of us, keep those things in our in our mind and in our hearts, knowing that God is doing. He truly is. Amen. But I'm so excited for a lot of reasons. You know, we spent the whole week in Atlanta at the uh, Grace Life Conference and I can tell you, you know, I, I was putting together the message and all those types of things, and we got the first service, and it just took over. The whole grace of God just took over, amen? And so we had a powerful time, and I'm just expecting God to touch this service in the same way. You know, I believe that you're not here by accident or by chance, but there's something very specific that God wants to say to you today. Y'all agree with that? Amen. Well, if you agree, go ahead and grab the hands of the person next to you, and I'll pray and get started. Well, Lord, God, I just thank you for this time. I thank you for this opportunity to be here with your people. Lord, God, I pray that this is your opportunity. This is your moment to speak to them what you have designed for them. And, Lord, God, I pray that no one leaves here without being changed. I pray that whatever they walked in with, I pray that you speak through this service. You speak directly to them so that they leave here with peace that passes all understanding. And Lord God, we just thank you for your son. We thank you for all that you have bestowed upon us and all the great things you have blessed us to be able to take part of. And we just love you so, so very much. In your name I pray. Amen. Well, hug the person next to him. Tell them you love them. Tell them you're glad to see them. <coughs> well, how, how you guys? Whoa, this thing got me. How you guys been enjoying the Meet Me on the Road series? Y'all been enjoying that? Hey. Amen. You know, there's 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 so many powerful things that God wants to speak to you and wants to do um, through you. And this series is all about that. It's all about an understanding that 
God just isn't saying stuff so you could hear stuff, you know, and I'm going to do a little recap so that we can all kind of catch up and, and, and I believe it's necessary for where we're going today to kind of understand where we've been. But we, this statement was made a couple of weeks ago. I made the statement. I said, you know, unbelievers rest in knowledge. Oh, no, believers rest in knowledge. Unbelievers stress in knowledge. And what was that statement all about is understanding that, you know, someone can hear all of the things that are, are being said and all the things that are being written in the Bible, but it could have no effect on their lives if they don't believe in the power behind what written, what's written it. And so you can consume a whole lot and not be any better than you were day one if you don't have belief in what's being said. And so we talked about how believers, they, they rest in knowledge. The more they hear, the more God says to them, the more they're at rest. Why is that? It's because they have belief in what's being said. And so we talked about, well, how does that happen? Like, what's the difference, you know? And in most cases, that, that believer, that person that hears the word of God and hear God speaking to them, the reason why they rest in what they're hearing is they've had an experience with what was said. You know, it's very hard for you to gain a lot of knowledge and then not be able to see it active in your life and maintain a good spot of belief. You know, that's just, that's just the fact. It's very hard for you to keep consuming, 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 and not see and still remain at the same spot of belief. Amen. And so that's what we talked about. No, most definitely, God doesn't want any one of us to be consuming, 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 and not seeing things happen. And so that's what we said. You know, God wants to prove out his word through your life. We made that statement that God wants this word to come out of these pages and be real in your life. And then we started talking about Paul. Y'all remember Paul from last week? And how we talked about how Paul, Paul had that moment. But the moment Paul had was very contrary to how many of us have been taught Christian lives work. Oh, amen. Many of us were sold a very good hype ticket on Christianity. I'll say it again, just in case. Many of us were sold a very good hype ticket on Christianity but weren't really told the details of how this thing really worked out for a lot of our lives. And that's where we say, you know what, we need to stop being, you know, so, I know, Sunday morning and be a little bit more Monday evening when we start explaining to people how the gospel has been affected in our effective in our lives. And that's what Paul talked about. Paul said, look, it was the moment I thought I was going to die that I realized it's God's love for me that's going to cause this thing to change. Now, it, it wasn't pretty. It wasn't what I would have picked. It wasn't what I would have lined up. But at the end of the day, what did Paul say? I was glad that it happened. 
Because the fact that it happened, it actually put me in a place to where I knew once and for all that it's his love for me, it's his grace for me, it's his mercy for me, that's the reason why God is going to work things out. And I said, you know that? That is the most and one of the most accurate explanations you could really give an unbeliever. And that's what Paul was saying. He's like, look, let me not sugarcoat this. You may find yourself in a situation that has you thinking some things that you never thought you was going to think. Paul, this is Paul talking, y'all. Y'all know Paul. Paul wrote almost the whole New Testament. And at one point of this journey, Paul said to himself, I thought I was going to die. But it was in that spot that the best thing that could have ever happened happened in my life because I saw God come through, but I didn't see God come through on my behalf because of something I did, but I saw him come through on something much greater, something far more valuable than anything I could ever actually offer to him. I saw him come through for me. And then we started talking about, you know, Jesus, Jesus had that same moment with his disciples. That's where we started off week one when Jesus went to his disciples and he said, hey, look, hey, I'm out of here. I'm leaving. Jesus was like, y'all, y'all going to have to start producing some lives that have signs following y'all now because I'm going. But the most awesome thing about that moment that Jesus was having with them was Jesus didn't go back over the last three years that they walked with him. He said in that moment, Jesus looked at his disciples and he says, I'm going to cast out this unbelief. I'm going to cast it out because what you guys have to realize is your knowledge and your experience has been happening this whole time. And that's why I say this, you know, your knowledge and your experience with that knowledge have to be progressive. And Jesus had realized, no, you guys have had a progressive understanding of who I am. You saw me heal people. You saw me teach the people. You saw me set people free. And now it's your turn to do so. And you looking back at me like you don't believe. No, I'm sorry. You do believe. That's what Jesus, he looked back. No, you, no, you actually do believe. I'm just going to cast out this unbelief simply because you've seen it, you've experienced, and there's no greater level of belief than that. You just, I don't know what you're considering right now, but I'm casting that out. Amen. So I just gave about five-minute summary towards the last two weeks. So we all right? <laughs> Because it's important for where we're about to go next. It's important that you kind of understand where we've worked up to, amen? You guys do know that all of these things are being done or being prepared to work us to a spot. And when y'all see that spot that God has shown me, y'all going to be freer than you ever have been before in your life. But it takes it takes. Take some groundwork to get there, and that's what we're doing right now. So I just want to make sure we're all on the same page. 
Because what happened? What did, what did Paul see? What did Paul know in that moment? You know, Paul had to know something or Paul had to see something in order for him to get to the brink of what he thought was death and keep right on riding with Jesus. He most definitely saw that. <laughs> but what Paul had an experience with, what Paul knew was God's love for him. Paul knew it without question. Paul knew it without doubt. And you may be saying, Pastor Brian, that sounds so simple. Well, it is. But unfortunately, man, I don't know how it happens or when it happens, but somewhere along this walk that we walk, we sometimes forget that God loves us. We, as some, we sometimes forget that, you know what? God has been thinking about you. It's like, I don't know, and it's like in those moments when you remember and you remind yourself of God's great love for you, you just settle down and say, wait a minute. I know some things about myself. And the only way I could even be where I am today is if God had a love for me that was unconditional. Because if we were, y'all know I like to just, just go around that stuff and just tell it how it really is. Many of us was praying and thanking God the moment he showed up in our lives, not because God was so great, because we didn't understand how he could bless us when we knew where we was. That's the real. If you ever want you ever seen somebody up here, y'all may be, man, I'm new to Christianity. They just up there crying and they just thanking God for him showing up on his behalf. Ain't he supposed to do that? No, they crying and they thanking God so passionately because they don't understand why. Because they looking back over their lives. They looking back over some decisions that they made. They're looking back over all their unqualifications and they're realizing in that moment that God was good because God is good and he loves me. That's the truth behind them tears. That's the truth behind that hallelujah. Behind that hallelujah is a thank you, Jesus, that you ain't do it. Some people told me you was going to do if you found me doing what I was actually doing. <laughs> oh, amen. We're going to talk right there. So if you uncomfortable now, get ready to get super uncomfortable. Because people, as well as ourselves, need to know the truth. You know, we, we, we've been, man, we've been told so much stuff on top of stuff on top of stuff that you get lost in the stuff. And then you realize that in the midst of all of this stuff, that it was his love for me that made the difference. That's actually, I didn't say this first service, but here we go again. That's actually the, the biggest part of God's restoration of my life. You got to understand, I... I grew up in church. 
you know, and where the way I grew up, if you do right, God does right by you. That's what I was taught. It's what I believed. I believed it so much that I lived it. I'm talking like real life lived it. You know, some people kind of fake like lived it. I didn't live it 100 percent, but I'm saying I was pretty good. Like I, I would often tell my dad, I said, you know, what, dad, I don't do 100 percent, but I do about 90. No, I would. I would tell him that in all my self-righteous self. And I would say, that's the reason why. I know why they like that, daddy. They ain't listening to you. But I'm, I'm like this because I listen. And I do. And I would sit there in my self-righteous self and I would just, I would just be so holy. No, I'm not lying with y'all. I'm for real. That's, what, that's the product of the environment. You know, if honor thy father and thy mother and the days will be long on this earth. I don't know how many times I was told that, but I was told it so many times that I was like, I'm finna live a long life. And God owed me a long life because I've been honoring. I've been honoring when I didn't want to honor. My mama ain't here so I can tell y'all the truth. I was doing stuff I ain't want to do. They was like, Brian's such, a, such an awesome child. He's just so obedient. No, I don't want that death wish. That's, <laughs> Miss Phyllis is in the children's ministry, and she's telling us we're going to die if we don't honor you. So I don't know who you think you is, but look, look, I ain't trying to die. So I'm going to honor so I can get this life. This ain't about you. But no, that's, that's what I thought. And then, I started having some Paul experiences. What you mean Paul experiences, Brian? <laughs> some stuff I was praying for wasn't showing up like it used to. I'm just, can I be real? Come on, y'all be looking at me. Did he just say his prayers didn't go answer? And I asked for some stuff and it didn't go that's exactly what I said. I asked for some stuff, and it did not show up. And I pointed it towards, Brian, 90 ain't good enough. You're going to have to get to 100. And I would literally, I would in my mind, in my mind, when there was something, you know, and I, I'm not talking about, please understand, you know, at this age, I don't know. You know, I'm like 15. So I'm talking about like, I wanted a pair of shoes. You know, that quick return. Some of y'all got some long release. You know what I'm saying? But I'm talking about that quick return. The shoes sold out, now I ain't get them. This is not an answer prayer. They are sold out. <laughs> oh, Lord. Boy, y'all gonna have to loosen up today. But no, I would, I would, I would say, hey, you know what? I've been honoring my parents. I've been serving in church. Look, these other kids, they cussing out their teachers. I don't do that. You know what I'm saying? I show up on time. I done did all my homework. I was cheating on my homework, but I did it. <laughs> and as soon as, as soon as something would happen, this, and this, thing, this is in the mind of a 15 year As soon as something would happen, 
I'll be like, you knew you shouldn't have cheated on that homework. That's why the blessings of God is not flowing in your life. They're not flowing in your life because you was doing a dishonorable thing. That's what I would tell myself. You got to do better. 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 And I was having so many conflicts because my better, it was just like a, like a, like a, you just chasing. Like it's, and, and it, but it was, it was creating so much distance between me and God. Because what actually was happening was I was starting to think to myself, God, man, God loves me sometimes, but sometimes he don't. That's what I was thinking. That's where it puts people. It puts people in a place to where they're thinking to themselves, you know, it's just going to be like this sometimes. And I'm going to give it my best. If my best is enough, then so be it. If my best is not enough, then I guess it's death. Now, I didn't know what age I was working towards. You know, I didn't know what long life was. But I just felt like I was adding days. You know, I don't know how it was working. You see what I'm saying? See how crazy it gets? Like, I didn't know if, if, if one honorable act got me one more day or did it get me another year. Like, how did, it, how did this work? You know what I'm saying? My life will be long. So is this weekly increments that I'm getting added, weekly increments that I'm getting subtracted? You see what I'm saying? You just start to, you, you try to figure it out. I was trying to figure out. Like, that took a week off, but this going to gain a month. I don't know where I'm at now, but I think I'm somewhere around 60. <laughs> trying to work my way up to 100. You know, if I get to 120, I heard that that's the stopping spot. But all of that, all of that just blew up in front of my face. The day I realized that, man, Brian, God's actually been loving you in spite of all of that. The moment that I realized that, man, it wasn't anything I was performing to do. It was everything he chose to do. The moment I realized that was a rough moment. It was a really rough moment. And I know you guys have heard the testimony of me and my wife. But it was that moment because I had finally reached a spot in my life where what I wanted from God, my intelligence couldn't produce. What I wanted from God, I couldn't actually manufacture it. I wanted a child. The thing about desiring a child is I find it similar to desiring a healing, to desiring prosperity. There's things that you know only God can do in your life. And when you find yourself having to believe for one of those types of things, you find yourself realizing that it's only going to be his love. Because I was hurt. I was real broken. That, 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 and that's why, that's why we talking about today. That moment where my self-righteous attitude had to run up against God's love for me and the humbling that took was a very, very rough spot. It was a spot to where I was 
as broke as you could imagine. Because here I am thinking that my life's work, just think about this. I, I went hard for Jesus. Still go hard for Jesus. But I was, go, I was super hard. And so it's my life's work met a moment to where I felt like God owed me a child. And the child wasn't showing up. And so I started to spin my wheels even faster. Problem was, it wasn't one week then the child showed up. It wasn't two weeks. It was a year after another 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 year. And my self-righteous attitude couldn't take it anymore. What more can I do? And then we find out we're pregnant. And I'm like, I knew. <laughs> I stood back up once again with my head held high. I knew. God was going to do it for me. You just got to hold on, brother. You just got to hold on, sister. You just got to. It brought back a, a, a self-righteous attitude that was two times taller. Because I'm telling you, God will come through. He did it. He did it. He did it. Y'all heard, heard the message. He did it. He did it. He did it. He'll do it. He'll do it. He'll do it. And then. Five months later, it's a miscarriage. Whoa. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It was that spot. Well, I was like, this can't, this, I, I was in a bad spot. Um, and I'll tell you, I don't care. But I was thinking all this was fake. That's how far self-righteousness has pushed me to. I was, I was ready to walk away from everything because of what a self-righteous attitude had developed inside of me. Because I was thinking, if God won't do it for me, he ain't doing it for nobody. How crazy is that? And I remember God, God came to me and he said, are you going to love me anyways? Because I've been loving you this whole time. And I had to be, which I know a lot of us don't like to do it, but I had to be honest with myself. Because although I had did some things right, there was a lot of things I did. And I had to realize that although I did some great things, did some wonderful things. The bad things were always still on the same plate. But this whole time, God never removed his love from me. And it's in that spot that I realized that guess what? And I can say it proudly, boldly, and confidently right now today. God's going to do 
what he's placed in your heart, what he's put in his word, not because of you, but because of him. His love. Pastor Brian, why are you taking so much time just talking about this? Because we have to remind ourselves sometimes. I tell people all the time, when you read the Bible, open up and look at the red stuff. It speaks very plain of how God will show up in the midst of whatever situation you got going on. And touch it and bless it and send you on home. The red ain't confusing. What's the red? Man, the red is everything Jesus said and did to demonstrate his love for us. And sometimes we get lost in the black. We get lost in how people wrote about their experience with the red. Oh, but we can never forget that it's the red. It's the red that gives us fuel for our lives. It's the red that gives us confidence to stand. It's the red that lets us know that this walk, this life we're living is a life worth living. I know I don't talked enough without a scripture. Go to Romans 5 and 8. <laughs> I mean, just think about it. God, just, just, just think about it. God himself was in heaven where everything is beautiful, everything is perfect, everything is whole. God was in heaven. But yet he loved us so much that he took on flesh came down from heaven. Just, just think about that. He came down from heaven to take on flesh as we are. He let people beat on him. He let people talk about him. He let these jokers put their hands on him. This is God in the flesh. Just, just I want you to think about this. This is God, the creator of everything, came down to earth and let people put their hands on them. You won't let people put hands on your kids, let alone this is the son of God. Why are you saying it like this? He didn't come down here and let people put their hands on him without you knowing and him wanting to display how great his love is for you. He made a choice. He was straight. He was in heaven. And he decided to come down here and deal with us. He decided to come down here so that we would know, without a doubt, one great thing, that he loves us. He wanted us to see firsthand 
He wanted us to see without without wonder, without doubt that he cares about the situations of our life. He said, ain't nobody going to represent me. I'm going to go down there and do it myself. And when I get down there, I'm going to make sure this thing is done. What's done? Their understanding of my great love for them. Because I'm going to load them up so they can do the same for others. Just think about that. I think sometimes we don't really think about that. You know, God, the creator of all of this, decided to come down here. Y'all think he just came down here because it was a nice vacation? You think he came down here so he can maybe do some stuff? Think he came down here just because he wanted a break from heaven? Absolutely not. He came down here because he wanted us to see firsthand his love for us. They've been jacking it up, so I'm going to go down there and show them how it really is. I'm going to show them how unconditional it is. I'm going to show them how it's not circumstantial or situational. I'm going to show them how it's never ending, it's never failing. Oh, amen. Romans 5 and 8 and Amplified says, but God shows and clearly proves his own love for us by the fact that while we were still sinners, Christ the Messiah, the anointed one, died for us all. And that's where he says it. And so you're like, Pastor Brown, why, why is God going to meet me on my road? Why is God going to meet me in my life? Why is God going to do all the things that he told me about? Why are all these things going to happen? His love for you. Period. That's it. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He's been thinking about you. He's been preparing things for you. Man, he's been looking out for you better than you can look out for yourself. Oh, amen. I want you to turn to 2 Corinthians 12 and 9. I say it's kind of it's kind of hard for us to really, really, you know, put it into words. But you know, some of the closest things we could we could even think about, some of the closest things we could even imagine is it's almost like that that love a mother has and develops for their child before that child ever even shows up in the earth. You know, that that mother has expectations for that child, expectations to do good things, love on this child, and they haven't even seen the color of the child's eyes. They've committed love towards them without ever seeing anything this child could produce. And some of y'all, the moment your child came out, they've been going left since that moment. But you still love them. And you still have great expectations for them. What happened before they even showed up and started being whatever it is that they is right now, you have formed a love from the womb. 
I mean, that's, that's about as close as we can almost get to how God sees us. He's like, look, brother, sister, before you showed up and thought that all the jacking up you've been doing is jacking up how I feel towards you, I'm trying to get you to understand that I loved you before the jacking up. And so the jacking up don't mess me up. I had an expectation. My heart was set to love you before you even knew you. That's, that's, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm still coming short, but I'm trying to get close. That's, that's how God sees us. Man, and it's just, it's so powerful. It's so awesome. It's so incredible when we receive this because it starts to shape the way we understand God's involvement in our lives. Because see, many of us have been taught, been raised, and been trained that God's involvement, involvement in our lives is based on our involvement with him. Oh, amen. amen. That's supposed to be the silent spot for those of y'all that's wondering. Second <laughs> Corinthians 12 and 9, it says, But he has said to me, My grace, my favor, and my loving kindness and mercy is enough for you. Sufficient against any danger enables you to bear the trouble manfully. I believe that's what Paul knew. Paul knew that God's grace was sufficient. Paul knew that even though I'm in this situation and even though I feel as though death is, 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 is at my doorstep, even though I've read out of all the things in my own mind to do, I understand that your grace is sufficient because you love me. That's what Paul knew. Oh, amen. For my strength and my power are made perfect fulfilled and completed and show themselves most effective in your weakness. Therefore, I will add the more gladly glory in my weakness and infirmities that the strength and the power of Christ, the Messiah, may rest, yes, may pinch a tent and dwell upon me. I mean, what's he saying? Man, he's saying things that 100% go against how a lot of us was raised. And, you know, we've tried to skip over this and we tried to ignore this but the problem is many of us can testify more of this now than we can of what we were told before what are you saying pastor brian man you know many of us was told that it's us they got to get it together and get it right to only discover that, you know what, God actually likes the fact that I ain't got it all together and I ain't got it all right because it's in this spot that I can actually see how great he is. We, we found out that, man, it actually is most powerful when you see somebody unqualified doing something that you thought they weren't qualified. We actually discovered that the actual strongest testimony in the room is the person that it didn't, we can't point how it happened. No, while we were growing up and raising, we loved the stories of how the person came up with their X's and O's, their ones and twos, their dotted I's and their cross T's, and they gave their testimony of how they worked their way out. And we were like, yeah, 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 that's good, God's good, God's good. And then we finally realized, you know what, my brother, that ain't preaching to me the same way this brother over here, who I don't even know how. God showed up, but he did. That's what he's saying. He's saying, look, after all this, I actually found out that, man, 
the most awesome thing about God is that he takes my weaknesses and makes sure I get presented as strong. It's almost like the most, I wish I could, I don't know, it would take for a long time, but it's almost like I wish I could sometimes put up on the screen how unqualified I am to be standing here right now. Because honestly, that would be the greatest representation of how you can see how good and how powerful God is. That if he's using that boy, (laughs) ain't no way I'm unqualified. I mean, if I put up my test scores on some of these tests, some of y'all would leave. But some of y'all would stay because they look like yours. (laughs) And say, whoa. Whoa, if God did it, if God did it with that boy. <laughs> and that's what Paul's talking about. Like, hey, we found out. We found out. And so since we found out, we changed the way we think about some things. We changed the way we see some things. We've changed the way we view some things. Man, I don't, I don't turn on the TV. Here we go, y'all ready? I'm finna say one. Because I was with y'all. I was in the Saints corner. I was with y'all. It's all right. We was in there together, but we coming out together too. But I was in the Saints corner. I used to, you know, maybe, oh, man, I'm already finna mess it up because some of y'all finna be like, you wasn't that, that super of a saint if you was watching that. I Well, okay, that's what I told you. There was good stuff on my plate, bad stuff on my plate. But I was watching... Just like some of y'all was watching some of these war shows. Y'all know what I'm talking about. When they win rapper of the year. Then they get up on stage. And all of a sudden, Jesus Christ is Lord and personal savior of their life. And God's been blessing them. I was in that saint's corner some of y'all was in was like, that's a lie. That's a lie. God ain't touching your life. God ain't doing nothing in your life. You sit up. You cuss through that whole song. God ain't got nothing to do with you. Leave my God out your business. Why you couldn't just get up there and talk about your mama and talk about where you're sitting and and raise the hood and and do all types of stuff. But don't talk about my Jesus. At the same time, you want to talk about that other stuff. Leave my Jesus out of your speech I was like some of y'all then I realized something here we go how much greater is their trust of God's love for them That they oh they they believe in spite of what the saint section has to say. <laughs> that is God that has brought them to where they are. But then I have to think deeper. How much more are they evidence of who Christ is in the fact that 
they believing in ways that the saints corner don't actually believe. Uh oh. They, they believe God's love for them in ways we haven't even received it yet. Boy, ain't that the pot calling the kettle black? I woke up one day, I said, God! God! Man, that's, what a, what a display. That a, that a person can stand up. <laughs> Ooh, I'm going to say it. I told y'all I was going to get uncomfortable. That a person, in spite of what people have said are their shortcomings, believe it has no effect on God's love for them. How much more have they received an understanding of his love that we haven't tapped into yet? And I said to myself, if I'm going to be up in here praising, if I'm going to be up in here rejoicing and dancing, I want a full dose too. And you deserve a full dose as well. Because the, here we go, y'all ready? Y'all ready? I'm asking if y'all told y'all y'all was ready. Because the fact of the matter is they realize something that some of us still ain't realized yet. You ain't a savior. They realize something. You ain't they God. And if we was really truthful, we can't actually say for a fact that it ain't God that's blessing them. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, Pastor Brian done said it now. It's the truth. I can't tell you what God going to do for you. And I can't tell you what he can't do for you. Matter of fact, if I want to look like an idiot real quick, I'll start telling you what God can or cannot do for you. I, 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 I can't do that. I, 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 can't, I can't do that. God chooses to display his love for us how he chooses to display his love for us. And as the book kind of tells me, he did all that while we were yet sinners. Oh, y'all ready? I'm going to read this and I'm going to leave y'all alone. Go to Ephesians 2 and 1. Because Paul realized that he was a life worth saving. And you are a life worth saving. He realized that God's love will invade the darkest of places. Some of y'all got so much light. <laughs> Self-righteous light, that is. 
<laughs> that you wouldn't even give. Let me stop. I don't know where I was going. Y'all ready? I'm reading this in New King James Version. And, he's, and you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. But there we go. But who? God. But God. <coughs> but God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. And I want to just do a little synopsis here to show y'all what's happening. Break this down. This is what just happened. God said, you was dead in sin, you was out there trespassing, and you was doing some stuff. Then he showed up. And then when he showed up, he decided to introduce you to his love. So just catch it up at this point. You was out there doing your thing, being about your thing, and some of y'all still doing your thing. <laughs> but God, who in his rich mercy, because of his great love, which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, so just to catch this up, he did all this when you was in the trespassing. Just to, we can all be on the same page. He did all of this, not in your Sunday morning attire this morning. He did all this when you were in the trespasses. For those of y'all that want to know the definition of trespasses, I can see it on your faces. That's you being out there doing you in every way possible, in every way moldable. When you was out there just doing you, being you, about you, for you, because of you, it was in that moment that he saw you and said, because of my great love, I'm going to prepare something for you. He made us alive together with Christ. How by grace you have been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ. Another update. So he made a decision when you was out there doing you, being you because of you, that he was going to go ahead and save you because of his love, grace, and mercy for you. He then made the decision to place you in Christ because see, in that spot is all of his riches, all of his glory, all of his power, all of who he is. 
And he said, you know, I'm put you in there because, see, what he did finish some things. And so that you can stay finished in some things, I'm going to go ahead and hook you up with the best package. Meanwhile, I'm doing all this when you was in your trespasses. All right. Just want to make that point clear. That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourself. It is a gift of God, not of works, least any joker would take credit. <laughs> Just wanted to break that down. Another update. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to send my son for my great love for you. He's going to finish some things on your behalf. Now, mind you, he, he doing all this as you work, trespassing, doing your thing. But I have such a great love for you that I'm going to come down, save you, then take you and place you inside of his perfection so that that way you have access to everything that is richly supplied by me regardless of you all right i've been working on it for 30 minutes that statement shouldn't be a shocker i'm going to do all of this so it can be evidence of how great my grace is I'm going to place you in Christ and richly supply you regardless of you and what you do and what you. Hmm, because that is evidence of my great love, grace and mercy. And I'm going to make sure I do this without you doing any work, because if you do one ounce of work. To try to say that you are a part of me intervening and being a part of how you were blessed, y'all gonna start taking credit. So I'm gonna make sure that this grace and this mercy happens regardless of what you do, because if you even did a little to do it, I know y'all. Y'all will take credit. Pastor Brian, what are you saying? Y'all hear what I'm saying? I'm saying exactly what you think I'm saying. I'm saying his grace is sufficient. So are you telling me that I could just wild out, do whatever I want to do, live however I want to live, and God's just going to bless me? What I'm telling you is his grace is sufficient. What I'm telling you is I can't tell you what God going to do. What I can tell you, what I know without a doubt, because the Bible has told me so. Whatever he does do, he's going to do out of his love for you. Amen. Not because you work yourself into it. That's what I can tell you. 
what I know without a doubt. That is his love for you. That's going to do it. And man, I know that's, that's hard talk when you've been raised to think that, you know, maybe I, I'll give God 90, but I did, I did do at least 10. 10% of it was me. I know that's hard to receive. But God wants you to understand it was zero of you. And that's why he took Paul all the way down to the brink of death. Because he knew at that spot, there's only one way to come out. It was all of God. For we are the workmanship. You are God's workmanship. Created in Christ for what? Good works which God prepared beforehand. Y'all know what that means? He prepared beforehand. You know, y'all know I like to cook, right? And so if somebody, you know, I normally cook the turkey for Thanksgiving. It's about a three-day process. If somebody were to come up to me and say, you know, you know um, Pastor Brian, I went by your house, went in your fridge, and I took your turkey, you know what I'm saying, and I got your turkey. I'd be like, well, I mean, I don't know whose turkey you got. But you ain't got my turkey. Because, see, on day two for my turkey, my turkey's still in the oven. So I don't know whose turkey you took. But it wasn't my turkey. See, you're unfamiliar with my process. And so since you're unfamiliar with my process, what you thought you stole, you ain't still from me because you unfamiliar with how I do what I do. So you're over here throwing out these threats, but the problem is you're unfamiliar with the process. And so your threats are lasting, are going very far because they're just revealing how ignorant you are of the process. Oh, amen. Oh, amen. God has prepared healing beforehand. See, Satan tries to come in and tell you that it's not going to happen in your life based upon things you may or may not have done. But the problem is he's unfamiliar with the process. So I don't know whose healing you think you got. But it wasn't my healing because, see, my healing was already done for the beginning. Oh, amen. Boy, y'all got to talk to me. It's, it's 1237. We about to go home anyhow. But before you go, you need to know that on this walk, on this road that you're on with God, there are things that have been pre-made for your benefit. And God is 100% saying to you that they were done without your work. All you got to do is stay walking in what I'm telling and instructing you to do. Just keep right on moving. 
moving. And when the threats come in and the things start to show up to try to say that what's happening ain't happening, the problem is they're just unfamiliar with the process. See, Satan's trying to tell you that prosperity isn't for you because of something you may or may not have done, something you may or may not have been, but the problem is that's all a lie. He is unfamiliar with the process of how God does things for his people. See, he's unfamiliar. He does not know that God has prosperity designed for your life, healing designed for your life, restoration designed for your life, wisdom waiting on you, not because of you, but because he's already put these things in motion when I was yet in sin. So baby, how you gonna tell me that something that was set up when I was a sinner, I'm now disqualified for because of some sin. Oh, I said it. I said it. I said it. You cannot do that. The package was signed, sealed, delivered when I was a sinner. You just unfamiliar with the process. But that's okay, baby. Because let me give you an update on how this process works. There's a lot of things that's going to be happening and showing up in my life that are going to be undeniable. They're going to be undisputable, but they're going to be 100 percent a reflection of his great love for me. Now, if you can't even handle the thought of that, I suggest you. Because my God's that good. My God's that good. My God is that good. And he's that in love with me. That yet when I was in the sin, he set me up. So that I would know without a doubt that he's got me. That's what, that's what Paul knew. Guess what? Now we know. And the next time, Satan tries to show up and tries to condemn you, tries to shame you, tries to do whatever he can to tell you that what God has already designed is somehow affected, is somehow lessened, is somehow gone. You just look up and say, baby, you are familiar with the process. Y'all go ahead and stand up on your feet. Lord God, we just love you so very much. We thank you for all that you've done, all that you're doing, all that, all that you set up. We thank you for the eyes of your understanding coming alive inside of us. We thank you that we are no longer walking around without an understanding of who you are. My God, you've been so good to us. You've been so good to us. Your love has been so overflowing. Your love has been so powerful. Your love has been there the whole time.
in the fact that you never took it away from me. You never took it. Man, I may have thought some things different. I may have thought some things other than that, but not again. I will, I will, I will take my seat with you. I will rest with you. I'm a believer, not a doubter. I'm an overcomer, never to be defeated. Man, I'm blessed going in and I'm blessed going out. I am the heel protecting my health. And you have things designed for my life. And every time I come up short, it's just more evidence that your grace is sufficient. From this day forward, I'm focused on you. I'll walk, I'll run, not leaving you, God, because you've never left me. We pray that today's message was a blessing to you. If you would like to help us further expand the vision, simply text the word GIVERTM to the number 41444 or visit us online at www.revealingtruth.org. Now remember, Jesus loves you. 